Greetings! You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall. To see us and everything we talk about, be sure to check out the video version by visiting youtube.com slash Xanaland. Thanks for listening! Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we'd get them out of there? By going up the waterfall? That's right! Anything's possible in Disneyland. Welcome, friends, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Up the Waterfall with your hosts, Zana and Scott Otis. Hello. This is episode, I believe, 33? I want to say 33. Okay. If it's not, we're going to have to amend just, that. You'll know. I mean, it doesn't really matter to you listening, so, you know, it's just enough. Uh, here at Up the Waterfall, if you're just joining us for the first time, we take a nostalgic journey up the waterfall of Disney parks, movies, books, and more with a present-day point of view. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your visit up the waterfall. Nice. So this week, we are doing a fun little, um, after our nostalgic Disneyland episode last week, we're doing a down-to-brass-tacks episode of the most unnecessary changes at <laughs> Walt Disney World Resort. Specifically, Walt Disney World, because we've done uh, similar episodes in the past, such as our Disney Parks Hits and Misses, which we will link to, oh, yeah. uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, of course, and the top five worst Disney attractions. <coughs> um, but because this podcast does deal with you know, history for the most part. Um, we aren't a super in-depth history podcast with just facts and figures. We try to make it fun and interesting. Um, but we do dwell on the past quite a bit as a result of that. We have um, fond memories of the and, past. And, so you know, yeah. the what one once was kind of aspect of things. So hmm. you should be used to that by now, I think. <laughs> um, but for the most part, we don't do it in a negative manner. I think Not we're still... All fans of Disney parks or we wouldn't be doing this to begin with. Absolutely. And we almost always try to find the light in even the darkest of decisions. The light. Interesting. Uh, with a few exceptions, which are on my list today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because we're, we want it to be very condensed, there's so many things we could include that we've already spoken about at length. So we're going to do specifically attractions and shows which encompasses you know things like fireworks live shows parades whatever i don't know what's on your list so it, yeah that there works. may or may not be shows on here but um anyway so of course this kind of a list is subjective because it's our picks so that's where we hope that you will come in dear listener and tell us if you agree or disagree and what your picks are this might be for you the most necessary changes at Walt Disney World, when you hear our list, you might think this was the greatest decision ever. Um, so let us know. And uh, with that, we'll jump right into our respective lists. I, I was just going to ask real quick, mm -hmm. unless this is part of your list, what brought this up? Um, oh, well, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said light earlier. Oh, I did, and I yes. And this one isn't even really on my list because I've talked about it. I did a a little Instagram post. I may do a blog post about it. You in should. More in depth. Um, but basically, recently, and you know, we'll get into more recent topics when we do our live show. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Which 
will already no this won't be happening it'll be happening this coming week august 3rd right is the first monday um we're giving you enough notice to you know plan in your schedule and, mm-hmm. and note on your calendar to join us for that anyway they disney announced the permanent closure which some were not a surprise stitches great escape which has not been running for or quite some time stitches escape is that what it is no it's oh <laughs> i'm it's just not saying great. maybe it's it. not <laughs> so great <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then primeval whirl which had been closed for a while and i think it may have reopened for I a, don't know, a minute but it's better that that closed than primeval world over Correct. at disneyland so yes um which you know was just kind of an out of the box roller coaster ish with the swirling light around right. theme. the theme was funny yeah um i enjoyed going on it when it the kids corny. were younger because it was just silly yeah. but i i don't think i will you know miss it um and dino land is of course another whole topic we should yeah, do that's a, a very polarizing land it is indeed and lastly of those three closures um rivers of light <sighs> we are one which is the current name um was announced to be permanently removed that's and very closed sad. from Animal Kingdom. And I will just briefly say if you you can go on to my Instagram post on Xanaland and and read what I said and there as I said I may do another blog post. But I loved that show. I think it was um not as appreciated as it should have been. I'm not going to get into it now. It, <laughs> that would make the episode much longer. But anyway, that was yes, the impetus for bad decisions yeah. in my opinion that, i wanted to bring really that up because it, i thought that was a you know something that happened and yeah. it brought up this topic so right. i thought that, that we, we do have a list of good. topics that we want to cover it's not like we always think of them on the fly but i do like doing things when i think of them oh yeah immediately so i like it too that's why i brought it up <sighs> with that said <laughs> shall i jump right in uh, to my first, first topic? of course okay well my first item is a show of sorts it is a parade Ooh. and it is my much beloved spectro magic oh wow from magic kingdom christian is just giving me the thumbs down he is not a fan i the night, baby. okay but well, we never had paint the night we're doing mm-hmm. disney world that's so. right this is disney world <laughs> but that's a good choice i mean i loved spectro magic i also like the other one but the main street electrical parade i did uh, here's oh. the thing, and it's interesting to me that you, because you come from Disneyland, mm-hmm. which many Disneylanders feel that Disney World stole the Main Street Electrical Parade. Well, and they were mad that they didn't have it. They both had it at a time. At the same time. At the same time. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was being passed back and forth, like no. custody. I mean, eventually Disney World got Disneyland's version oh. and was brought over here. Okay, well, that but sounds yeah. like another episode as yeah, well. Yeah. With you and your history knowledge that I do not have. Anyway, uh, when I was first working at Magic Kingdom on Main Street USA, that was the parade that was running. But even before then, I loved the parade. I love a good nighttime parade. Oh, yeah. I love the lights. And this was like an updated version of the Main Street Electrical Parade to me. Yes, it had weird little creatures <laughs> whatever they were called with their fiber optic hair and most people find them creepy and, and don't masks. like them yeah. i thought they were cute and i liked them they reminded me of like rainbow bright the little sprites mm-hmm. that she had that were friends of hers <laughs> i come from the 80s so what can i tell you uh the music 
I yeah. love the music uh, oh, so wonderful. much. So I would be working at Disney Clothiers and Main Street Athletic Club was where I started. And that was on one side. And we would just stand in the doorway and watch the parade every night because no one would be in the stores, of course, mm-hmm. um, during that time. And it mm. was just a wonderful time. And we would all sing along, us cast members there. And it was a good time. And I don't think that there was any reason to throw it into a dumpster, which yeah. is basically what happened Yeah, they, they were doing all those promotions like, the Main Street Electrical Parade is glowing away and you know, f- right. at Disneyland, and they brought it here and, and vice versa. And a lot of gimmicks of like, you know, get your yeah. uh, light bulb from the parade mm-hmm. before it goes away. Yes. Uh, but Yeah, they didn't have to get rid of that. It was a good one. I know. And now... You know, we had the Main Street Electrical Parade for so long, and then now we don't have it again. And we have no nighttime parade. So it is sorely lacking. And I think, I don't know, I wish that Spectre Magic could be redone in a new and improved manner because it really was a great parade. Okay. And that's my thoughts on that. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) I was not expecting that one. Good one. I like to keep you on your toes. Well, Well, you did. Okay, well, for my first one, I guess I'm going to go a little bit into the past, and this isn't necessarily a change that they made. I'm going to kind of cheat on the first one. As usual. Yeah. Um, what, what did you say the, the topic was again? Um, the most unnecessary, unnecessary changes, changes. Okay, at Walt so Disney World. This was a change, but it could have been a better change, and that was back in the mid-'70s when they decided to bring Pirates of the Caribbean to Walt Disney World instead of the that great uh, Mark Davis idea, the Western River Expedition yes. and all of that. They had such great um, plans for that. It was going to be amazing. And it was also going to include um, the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. But it was these vast um, changes for that side of the park. But because it was, you know, um, it was... Right, right after Walt had passed away, and they, it was basically the second wave of Disney World. They needed, you know, the next new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they essentially rushed uh, Pirates of the Caribbean instead of that, um, doing that vast, um, great attractions, uh, multiple attractions, yeah. which would have taken probably a lot more time, uh, a lot more money, of course. And this was, of course, during the oil. Uh, embargo thing mm. in the early 70s so money was tight yeah it was easier then. to just make it yeah so they copy. <laughs> so basically they said no people want pirates um, let's put pirates there and so they did a rush job of pirates instead of what could have been yeah um, and you know the pirates you know the pirates is kind of like a necessary attraction it's it's a fun attraction it's one that should be uh, in each park around the world but it could have been so much better i mean i think everyone agrees that the one at disneyland is far superior Uh, a lot more scenes a lot more well thought out and planned but um the one at disney world not so much i feel like we talked about the western river we did expedition in one of our episodes probably one or two um so i don't want to maybe it was in the biggest hits and misses i don't know it might have been. Uh, so, um, yeah. yeah so. I won't get into the whole storyline of what the Western River Expedition is. It was essentially, 
kind of like a, a cowboy, a cowboys and Indians version yeah. of Pirates of the Caribbean, if you will. But not necessarily even a, it was going to be a train ride. Mm. But they were also going to have other rides, including Big Thunder Mountain, as part of it. So, yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Someday maybe we'll get a version of it somewhere. Yeah, as long as Tony Baxter is still with us. Yes. I think he would like to bring <laughs> that back somehow. <laughs> uh, okay, so my next pick is going to combine multiple <gasps> attractions. So you're cheating too. Well, no, I'm just mm. combining so it doesn't go on for, you know, two <laughs> hours. Uh, basically, Closing Horizons. Oh, what? World of Motion. And most recently, Universe of Energy, which had become, of course, Ellen's energy adventure. That's three that you've just checked off my list. Well, it's fine. <laughs> We're not doing a numbered <laughs> no, list know, this time, so it's okay. Basically, in those closings, I'm saying that changing the focus of the message of Epcot Center to just be whatever, um, that it was an unnecessary change, and I will fight that fight until my dying day <laughs> oh i fully agree um i know that m the majority of people that aren't disney history buffs will say the rides were boring kids didn't want to go on it it was dead you I know disagree. that sort of thing well guess what small world is boring and it's still there and it's a classic attraction mm -hmm. i truly feel especially now in this era that we are currently in there's so much nostalgia for the 70s and 80s and i think it definitely would have made a comeback to have been some of the most popular attractions to see absolutely the, because in this day and age like we had no connection personal connection to imagineers back when this all first opened mm -hmm. like some people knew who they were and things like that but there wasn't like social media there wasn't you know joe rody's instagram account where he <laughs> explains yes. tons of inf backstory on things there wasn't jason grant and alex wright on twitter um and things like that and there's you know myriad other imagineers but my point is there has been such a growth of appreciation for the original reasons behind epcot yes. that i think it would have taken a turn and if the powers that were just had a little faith and weren't concerned with the bottom line all the time forever i think they would have regained their popularity and yeah. not been dead and i think <laughs> also with that um just the art of a ride through attraction right. through many different sets and lots of audio animatronics exactly. is kind of a dying art right um you know they're going a lot with more um screen-based things or um things that are stationary but have things going on around you ish um, simulated type, mm -hmm. type things, but this is an actual lengthy, you know, more than 10 minute ride through of multiple scenes through great audio animatronics and, and great, great things like that. Um, yeah. And there's no I reason why it. they couldn't have been updated with yeah. new technology. I Absolutely. mean, there's the room in Horizons where you're watching the shuttle take off and mm -hmm. crystals and all that. That could have been updated with new, you know, 4K. Oh my image goodness. quality and ah, the speed rooms Amazing. in world of motion <coughs> um certainly the ending of universe of energy with updated energy mm -hmm. 
facts and figures and stuff like that while keeping what made him so great to begin with. It's just so very frustrating to me that they are gone forever. And to me personally, Testrack is okay. It's a fine attraction for people that want a thrill ride. But really, the people that love the, that kind of ride love it for the last 30 seconds where yeah. it's going 65 miles an hour outside. Like, okay. I mean, to me, Radiator Springs Racers takes that sort of ride and does it much better. There's no reason why they couldn't have made World of Motion and kept so much of it but made it a thrilling ride if that was their goal. That's my personal agree. opinion. And honestly, even with both Test Track and especially with Mission Space, not not everyone can go on those. Right. Especially exactly. Mission Space. And a lot of people are very trepidated, you know. Yeah, like and you really never hear, that's what I was to go on. just going to say, that you never hear people like, oh my God, Mission Space, that was amazing. Like, it's okay. It's a thing that is like fun to see, go on like once. I, I can take it. You really can't. I've never done orange and, and I, even I, green messes with I me think, sometimes. I think it is amazing. I, th- I think it's extremely well done. But, um, no, I would not, I would in a heartbeat give it up for horizons to yeah. come back because that was it was like the perfect attraction and maybe it could have been done and i know this is you know blue skying if budgets weren't an issue you could have kept horizons and then the end of the ride would have been and now you get to go oh, to space yeah. and we're really gonna make it seem like you're going there and yeah. that would have been the end of because the ride the way that they do mission space on the green team where you don't do the spinning I'm actually amazed by that, and I think that's done incredibly well, and they probably could have simulated that on the end portion of Horizons. But no one asks us what to do, you know? Nope. (laughs) Um, And Universe of Energy, I'm not making all of my judgments yet because, of course, that's becoming Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever, Cosmic Rewind, and we haven't seen that yet. It may be amazing. I have high hopes based on who's working on it. So... Fingers crossed on that, that it will be worth the change. And maybe they'll keep a couple dinosaurs in there. Who knows? <laughs> That's an interesting thought. And actually, I'm going to have a little bit of a, a comment on that towards the end of the show. Oh, okay. Anyway, a good one. this good three. change of the message <laughs> of Epcot obviously can extend to the IP that now exists in World Showcase, etc. But we have discussed that in the past. So I'm yes. reining myself in and not discussing <laughs> that. But it does include that in my brain okay (laughs) so go ahead with your next pick okay well you've definitely uh narrowed my list (laughs) down so that's good no i mean it really is good okay and then my next one is let's see here i'm actually going to stay in the magic kingdom and go to tomorrowland and say that their change from the timekeeper to monsters Inc. Mm. lab floor I mean, I guess basically the abandonment in the Magic Kingdom, at least, of the um, Circle Vision 360-degree movie concept. Mm. Because they actually, um, when they changed it from American Journeys to Timekeeper, they actually included a new thing, which is the incorporation of an audio animatronic, essentially a physical narrator Mm -hmm. taking you through that, um, but still keeping the 360-degree concept. And I thought that was a great change. Um, and they probably could have come up with even a better idea while still maintaining the 360-degree the concept. Yeah. 
um, whether it be you know still the inclusion of a of like an audio animatronic slash narrator or something else. I mean, the Imagineers are great at what they do, and I think they probably could have come up with some way to do a different 360 film. Oh yeah, even the I don't know where they are the posters. Um, the new Canada. Oh yeah. Have you seen that, right? That's the one I have. That's haven't. the one you haven't seen. Okay. Well, Not I will yet. just say that the you know, 4K images, or I don't know if it's 4K, I'm assuming it is. Are just breathtaking yeah. and they definitely could have done Because I mean, and the narrators. The yes. the whole 360 degree concept, that's so unique and different and fun. Yeah. It's definitely classically Disney. Oh yeah. In its yeah. Yeah, when they first came up with the idea, I believe it was Circarama. It might have been something else at Disneyland. That Mm -hmm. was actually 11 screens instead of 9. Wow. But basically the whole idea of creating essentially a central camera with 9 or 11 um, cameras kind of pointing in the opposite direction and then projecting that onto opposite screens is that's so unique Mm. and basically what they did with the Wonders of China film as well as O Canada and even the different American versions it's just basically a fun, you know, you could say, okay, it's a travelogue, and w- does that really belong in Tomorrowland? Well, does Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor belong exactly. in Tomorrowland? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> does what, anything know. that's currently so, I mean, in I there I would right say now? they probably had the, the better idea with Timekeeper, yeah. where they kept that idea, and it's they, they came time. up with a fun story as well as uh, a futuristic concept. But I'm, I'm saying the, there's no bounds, to, you know, no yeah. of the imagination of what the Imagineers could have come up with. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm uh, kind of disappointed that they abandoned that concept. And yes, the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor does have a very um, interesting angle, a hook, if you will, of, you know... The interactivity. Yeah, the interactivity, basically animated characters speaking to you yeah. live, you know, in real time. That's a unique thing. But I think a, a lot of the story elements within that show are not, not stale, but um, we're... It's consistent from show to show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they do have a few different things that are different every time, including that guy <laughs> <laughs> or, or things like that. Yeah. But I, I, I'm really disappointed that they kind of abandoned that concept. And so I'm disappointed with that change. All right, Khrushchev. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yes, I agree with that. That is a good point that I had not thought of. So... Send in your suggestions for a replacement. Oh, yeah. No, don't. We, we have nothing to do with that. Um, Wait, we don't? My next pick <laughs> is perhaps my number one pick. I know, and I know, I know that you knew what I was going to do. And then I put this shirt on and you said, oh, yes, I definitely got that right. Yep. That is, of course, without a doubt, changing journey into imagination. I might say that this might be Disney's number one mistake. Maybe. It's hard to, <laughs> there's been so many over <laughs> yeah. the years that some they've tried to recover from. But, I mean, just personally, this is like they literally killed my childhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess not literally. With, Figuratively with killed my childhood. A far inferior version. Yes. And there was just no reason for it. I mean, I'm, I know there was a reason for it. They wanted it to be f- new and exciting and it took like nine steps back with this one they did but i'll let you explain and i think that journey into imagination if it remained in its original form would be on par with small world as far as classic rides go or peter pan or whatever i know it's not in the magic kingdom but oh my gosh it was just 
such a perfect experience from start to finish and I can't really talk about it too much or I will tear up because it was just the perfect and I know everything else in Epcot was very educational and you know speaking to the future of these different areas like communication and energy and motion and the seas but imagination is what you know brought Disney into being to begin with And this was just a perfect tribute to it. And it left you feeling happy. Even the original image works were wonderful and certainly could have been updated over the years instead of what they became. Yeah, just the fact that they kind of abandoned the the upstairs version. Yeah. And did whatever they did with the, the new downstairs version, which literally took over the area of all of the track that they took out from the ride. Yeah. Where they cut down the the length of the ride so much and of course you know by my criteria of they did not improve things this you know wins all of those awards because there there was no improvement it was a travesty and they knew it and tried to fix it which is what it is right now yeah they made it a little better by bringing figment back because originally figment wasn't there yeah, that it's just makes no sense to me. And I do appreciate that Figment is now, you know, the mascot for the endless amounts of festivals as seen on my cup here. But I would much rather have him be himself in the original ride where he was lovable and yes, he was a little rascal, but he wasn't like a jerk and he wasn't yeah, annoying to me i don't know i you know i could go on and on but i would much rather they take the love that they're giving to figment in merchandise and spent that on improving the ride yeah. and and i don't really think that figment lives in an upside down house no of course not <laughs> that's silly <laughs> yeah and he needs his pal dreamfinder you know they they were collecting dreams all over the world and now they're just floating around everywhere no one's collecting them Oh my gosh. The idea bag is full somewhere. It needs to be taken to the dream port, but it the does. dream port needs to be built again. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I I am truly holding back on my oh, sadness from that, but yeah. That is my number 1 even though I have two more to go. Wow. Okay. Well, I cannot top that, so I won't even try. <laughs> but uh here's here's my next one. I'm going to stay in Epcot for this one and I will say when they changed out Communicore to Interventions to me as far as I'm concerned this was what led to not led to but it was kind of in the timeline of the whole Epcot slip and slide down to what it is now Mm. Uh, Communicore was so Phenomenal. It was, as we've mentioned before, it was kind of the post-show uh, of a lot of the attractions of, like, Universe of Energy, um, Spaceship Earth. You know, their post-shows could be found in there, but there was so much more with the, um, you know, the Centorium, the great gift shop, as well as, you know, the, uh, uh, what's that, the, where the, the Man of the Year poll, mm, as the well Epcot as Ep- the Epcot poll. Exactly. As well as, you know, backstage magic, which was, you know, um, 
the Studer computer review, mm-hmm. and even the fun interactive uh, displays, which, you know, when they first came out were a little... Um, dry. A little dry. But, I, you know, but if you think back, we, ha- we didn't have personal computers back right. then. Right, no, I mean, just think of... I think when they switched from that to interventions, and they didn't really know what to do because they were realizing, like, this is going to be constantly updating yeah. if we're trying to keep up with technology. So they had, like, those video games for so a yeah, while. The, the, big, uh, the big draw was the Sega yeah. place, where they basically a place to go in and have fun with their video games. But they also had a bunch of uh, displays um, for the corporations, kind of showing off their wares. I will say though that I loved those. Yeah, I think I mean, that fits no, in perfectly. I, I would and was say a great the update. the beginning of that was great, but then every um, subsequent replacement kind of mm. was a little a little bit downfall. Like the Great Piggy Bank Adventure, the fire hunt thing, which yeah. I think I only did that once, but yeah. it was a fun concept. So I'm not Very saying like that everything in Interventions was bad. No, no, I know. I'm just saying this is kind of. The slippery slope that yeah, they went down. It, it really I was. It. I do wish that it was still open for those reasons, though, like the little stormstruck thing, and the um, that smart house that was there for yeah, a while. Th- that was always a part of it. Was the essentially a tour through a smart house, and they never could quite get that down mm. right. They've they changed that maybe three or four times. Um, I think those things. It was a fun idea. I don't think they were ever executed it yeah. the way they could have. I still enjoyed them. Yeah. Uh, I love that kind of stuff, those kind of walk-through experiences. I don't know if, you know, the corporate sponsors felt that they were getting the return on right. their investment. Yeah, so I don't know if, if that concept was essentially able to be done in such a way that it would have... Um, Continue, you know, been able to been continue on. All the time, yeah. um, you know, they did try, <laughs> and they, like with Colortopia, for Colortopia, example, that was yeah. a good one. That was fun. Um, but, you know, I think they were just trying to um, hang on to the dwindling crowds, and and it's it's very well possible that the, um, the times that they are just led to that all of that. And I think it's possible also that the, uh, just the timing of when that occurred, uh, that change occurred along with all of the other changes that Epcot kind of right. all together made it kind of a downhill I slope. I think if Epcot had received the proper amount of love and attention and updates and money over the years from the beginning, it could have, you know, right. been lively and well attended the right. whole time. But they just kind of let stuff sit there and then we're like, oh, well, now we're going to tear it down. Right. But, I mean, even just the idea <laughs> of, you know, the, remember the openness of it all? Yeah. With the... Florida-ceiling windows where you could see out into Epcot. Yeah. And they kind of made it a dark... A dark place, A yeah. dark place where you, when you were in there, you didn't realize where you were within Epcot. <laughs> the Vegas casino of... Yeah, Walt exactly. Disney. That was kind of also partially what led to that. Um, and I would even say the fact that they never uh, expanded on the idea of having the people mover, which they had originally mm. um, True, that meant to cool. do. That would have been awesome. Yeah. So... I'm going to include that on my list. Okay. Well, I'm going to a different park now. Okay. I'm going to Animal Kingdom, not to talk about Rivers of Light. What? Do you think you have this on your list? No, because oh, I don't okay. have anything from that park oh, on my list. Okay. 
Well, this is just a small change, but I think it was an important one. And that was ripping out the storyline of the Kilimanjaro <gasps> safaris. Good one. Uh, in the pre-show area, they have the little monitors where Wilson Matua, that's his name, right? Might be Batua. I always get it Matua. wrong. You know Warden Wilson Matua or Batua. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Well, he is telling you about poaching and grow eyes for poachers and all this stuff. But guess what? Not many people are paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. And the story continued as Disney used to always do. Like the pre-show would set the stage for the the remainder of the show. And I know that Disney went through a phase of with Animal Kingdom of trying to convince people that it, it was real and like we have actual you know, veterinary scientists here, there's conservation efforts, the whole deal. So I get that they probably made this choice to be like, hey, let's just appreciate the animals and not give it a heavy storyline. But the pre-show set the stage for you were searching for poachers on the ride and, you know, uh, whatever, Miss Johnson. Jobson. Jobson. (laughs) See, it's been so long. Jobson. Was narrating along with the the person driving your jeep and then wilson would come on and he was flying overhead and you Mm -hmm. had the sound of him flying overhead (laughs) and it was just a great thing and you were trying to track the the poachers and that was like at the very end where the water's going over the the road and you were supposed to be going fast and now it just like doesn't make any sense it's just like we were actually shot at yeah by little machine guns um, and we and encountered the poachers their, the camp. Poachers camp. And now right. you just drive by the poachers camp, and there's tusks there, and no one mentions anything about them. So you're In like, the is original that a good attraction? Thing? We found Big Red, right? And she was not wounded; she was dead. Yeah, that was a very brief time before yeah. they were like, "Hey, and maybe then, we don't." Yeah, kill. and we actually saw her body. Right. Um, yeah, but Little Red uh, is okay. Yeah, Little Red was, was found okay, and so we're going to raise her yeah. to be a good thing. But, I mean, I get that maybe they didn't want to keep up with that animatronic. I don't know. There's all sorts of reasons. But to just leave the things like the poachers camp there with the tusks and have no commentary on, like, hey, this actually isn't a good thing, and this shouldn't be what's going on. Yeah, because they, they still had that um, kind of heavy-handed thing about poaching within the queue. Right. As, you know, like... This is a, a bad yeah, thing that's going on they, real they in the world. Yeah, and I that out, but then the last time I was on, it's still there. Yeah. So then it makes even less sense that yeah. they're, you know. And basically that they're on a, you know, basically a, a lifelong quest to end poaching. Yeah. To encourage the, uh, the continuation of these amazing animals. And I've always defended Animal Kingdom as a place of... Mm-hmm. quiet discovery and yes. you know you seek things out it's not supposed to be quick thrills and you know there are some areas of that but I just loved that original message and I loved the original message of Kali River Rapids and mm-hmm. the train that you would go on oh, would right. also show you stuff um, but now it's just kind of you know watered down over the years so mm. another example of that is with the messaging in Epcot. So, yeah, I was adding that to my list. That's a good one. All right. 
My next one. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to come up with something. Okay. <laughs> I'll go to a park that we haven't been to yet. Hopefully this is not on your list. It might be. Um, I'm going to go to the Hollywood Studios, or what used to be the Disney MGM Studios. And this is a recent change. And that is the closure of the great movie Nevermind. <laughs> no, go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> that was my last one. No, I don't have to have this one. I've got a couple others. No, go ahead. I don't want it to be a three-hour finale. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> the closure of the great movie ride to uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I actually love Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. As do I. Um, but I always thought the great movie ride was like the signature attraction of that park. The one that would never be taken out because it's kind of like the anchor yeah. of the entire park. It was park. the weenie. Yeah. Until they added the, uh, well, it still was the weenie, but they added the water tower, <coughs> the earful right. tower. Um, and so I thought, you know, basically, I'm not saying that we don't need to have Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I thought they could have put that somewhere else. Plenty Agreed. of spaces for that. Yes. The fact that they kind of shoehorned it into that existing space, it probably could have been done even better if they had essentially created a new space for it. Yeah. Uh, but... In my opinion, they should have kept the great movie ride, sure, updated it, not just necessarily the ending like they had occasionally done and added new movies or different movies, um, but maybe some of the scenes within there right. could have been changed out to more relevant movies of the day or not. Yeah. You know, um, or even just updating the animatronics sure. as technology has improved over time. You know? Right. But I thought the idea of it was amazing. Um, you know, especially the, you know, the anything can happen in the movies. The right. fact that in the that your tour guide yeah. is kind of taken out of the equation and replaced by a gangster mm -hmm. or a or bandit. A, a bandit, yeah. <laughs> and basically, then them going into completely different movie genres and like, well, what's going on now? Yeah. This is alien. It was great. It was a phenomenal ride. And even when the tone of the park changed from a working movie studio and behind-the-scenes stuff, it still made sense, and it was still, you know, just a tribute to great movies over time. It wasn't like um, Star Tours, which is kind of like, what is going on here? Because you're at the Ewok set <laughs> with, you know, cardboard drawing on the back of, you know, the trees and stuff like that in there. And then you walk in and you're just, it's Star Wars and not backstage at all. So it makes no sense. But it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not, I was uh, that's okay. going on a tangent there. Yeah, but, you know, as a, basically my point was it was the, the anchor attraction of the entire park. Agreed. And there was nothing it else It did not like need it. to be taken away. Yeah. It was the great movie ride movies the whole point of the park essentially yes i agree completely and certainly the first ever mickey and minnie attraction which they kept you know promoting it that way should have gone into magic kingdom oh uh, yeah that's where it would have made the most sense but if they had to put it in there then there certainly was more space for it a lot of elsewhere. space they yes. could have done where the lightning mcqueen academy yeah and the is. space out there since it's on the edge of the park they right. could have made it a building of the shape that they had chosen. Exactly. They could have made it any shape. No one shape. asks our thoughts on things. Yeah. <laughs> things shouldn't necessarily <laughs> be shoehorned into an existing space. Right. But fit, you know, and we could talk about Frozen or anything like that in Norway. Yes. But I won't get to that. <laughs> so. 
Is that the end of your list, or do you have It one? is not. But uh, it's now officially your turn. Well, m- you just took my final <laughs> one. I don't even think that would have been your final one. That would have been your fourth one. One, two, so you three, should have four, five. five. No, because Journey into Imaginations and Horizon... Imaginations. Uh, oh, <laughs> imagination okay. and Horizons were separate. Oh, that's right. Uh, I had Spectrum Magic. Oh, that was my fourth one. Okay, so the next one would have been your fifth, and that was right. it. That was Oops. it. However, I do have one, <gasps> but ahead. it's not an attraction <laughs> or a show. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I'll just, I mean, I can close. <laughs> it's our show. We can, can do what we want. close it out with that if you want to stay well, on track. You're first, and then I'll have one at the end. I know, but mine doesn't make any sense. I don't Now care. we're just arguing on. <laughs> okay. Well, I will just say quickly, uh, in my opinion, when they tore down the Lake Buena Vista area the vacation villas the club lake villas the fairway villas they kept the treehouse villas and created the <laughs> disney institute what is going on here i told you it wasn't an attraction <laughs> and eventually turned that into saratoga springs i think that was a mistake that's not a park at all no that's fine. i completely agree um because uh, yeah saratoga springs is great now and they're honestly very similar in Design. Well, I was going to say. I mean, interior. Saratoga Springs is kind of the result of their abandonment of the Disney Institute right, concept. That's what I, I was saying. It yeah. was originally Disney Institute, and but again, going back to this, there's such nostalgia for the 70s and 80s and oh, that yes. kind of architecture and interiors and things like that. That I think it would have been. Obviously, they would update the carpeting and the you know soft lines. The draperies and bedspreads and whatnot (laughs) over the years but they were just such cool buildings and they really were such a part of disney history that i I really am you know straddling the border of a good change or a bad change because i know everyone loves dvc and saratoga springs is one of those and it serves its purpose, but it I think... It does, but yeah, the nostalgia <coughs> of it, especially being close to the original Walt Disney World Village, remember? Right. The, the like Lake Buena Vista shopping village. That's included in those changes, oh, yeah. and then when they changed the Empress Lily and closed that down. Thank God it's still there. I mean, yeah, you could even say a lot about the shopping village t- you know, kind of shifting towards right. downtown Disney yeah. the way that they did. And I, yeah. I get that because, you know, certainly... It was kind of like a mall situation, only outdoor, and it had great, fun architecture. But certainly malls have changed over the years and aren't really the place and the way that people shop anymore. Um, I I guess Disney Springs really has brought back the shopping aspect. And the bad part about it is that you can go anywhere and shop in those stores for the most part. They are not uniquely Disney any longer. But... You know, I'm mostly talking about the coolness factor of the original oh, yeah. villas. And, and the nostalgia, certainly. And nostalgia, yes, as well. So that's on the borderline, but that's all I got. Yeah. And I would even say <laughs> the, the view of that with the Empress Lily. Right. And the turning paddle wheel. Yes. That part was important. Yes. <sighs> Good times. Anyway, what's Missed your that. next thing? Okay. I actually had two more, but I'm going to bring it down to one. And that is, um, and I thought this might have been on your list too. This is a, a famous one, I think. Uh, but the closure of the original Enchanted Tiki Room. 
to we talked about that on the other ride on the other to episodes. the uh, under new management yeah. but i have an, an added wrinkle to this okay and i think i might have added uh, <clears throat> mentioned that before as well but i mean certainly you know that that change is was pretty harsh and brash and you know just bringing those two loud birds yes which were at the time you know these uh, recent um animated birds from mm-hmm. the movies Lion, the lion king and aladdin with Iago and Zazu, <sighs> and basically taking essentially Walt's favorite attraction and turning, you know, starting it the way it did, but then essentially mocking it and making fun of it. Yes, was very universal. Yeah, it was. It was very sad very to, to go thing. there and and to see that to see what was a classic Disney attraction be turned into that. So that was a, a bad change. And then they eventually said, you know what? You're right. I think there was a fire in there f- at some point yeah. that maybe it was deliberate. <clears throat> I don't know. But I think that's why we still hold out hope for things is right. because they did change that back. But they didn't just change it back. They changed it back, but they changed it with a lot of cuts. Yes. And it's a now a much shorter version than what it originally was and they say I, I guess some people don't notice that but I guess when when you listen to the soundtrack of the original as often as I do <laughs> it's very yeah. um, noticeable and like wait where did that song go and I know Disneyland they did cut out that just that one the Offenbach song in their um, when they brought back their original one mm-hmm. but that, I think that's the only cut in that one and so that one is very close to the original, whereas the one here at Disney World is much, much shorter. And I think they're essentially saying uh, Americans don't have the attention span that they used to. And so we're going to drastically cut this. And they did that with Country Bear Jamboree. Right. They did that with the um, Voyage of the Little Mermaid mm. drastically. Um, and I didn't think they needed to. Yeah, I mean, that's been my argument when we've had these episodes before. Is like, did they change it because there was a demand to change it? Or are people, like, becoming conditioned to having shorter rides and shorter attention? Well, I will say that with the Enchanted Tiki Room, I was there towards the last few years before it turned to under new management, and people actually were getting up and walking out. And that was also sad to see. And so I think they needed to do something. But what they chose to do with it like, was sad. Guess what? Maybe that ride isn't for them then. Maybe Disney yeah. isn't for them. That's, you know, one of my biggest I th- I think is that's also just the fact that people are like, like as they're enjoying the attraction, and I put enjoying in quotes, they're like looking at their phones or whatever like deciding okay what do we need to absolutely see next instead of enjoying the attraction Mm -hmm. like okay we got to plan this out uh and do this thing next as soon as this ends we need to go to the next thing instead of you know you're actually here to enjoy what's there for you right why not enjoy it and including the pre-shows that were made for you and not like we got to get through this park as yeah. soon as we can and get to the next Double thing we've got to maximize our time and and essentially be at each attraction with as little time as possible so that we can move on to the next thing so we can do more 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 right. uh, yeah i mean that's uh, a, a larger discussion uh, yeah, uh, that is a much larger discussion 
corporate Disney I mean, decisions. Plus and people's tastes. You know, <clears> like <throat> we need to right, but come to the park, slow down, and enjoy. Here's, I mean, this is my biggest issue with it is, <clears throat> sorry, I keep not being able to speak. Disney is making or made decisions with their marketing and branding and whatever to try to appeal to everyone. And maybe it's not for everyone. Maybe Disneyland was meant to be what it was originally. Yes, Walt said it was never going to be finished. It was going to be ever-changing. But that doesn't mean yanking out original attractions. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, there's no way to prove that that's what he meant. I think he was saying it from a very different place. Um, Certainly, he's not the one making the decisions anymore. But I... I don't know. I think there may have been a different path to take to appeal to all of these history buffs and people that came here for a very specific reason and have specific memories and keep them happy while keeping the parks fresh, but not necessarily making these cuts because of the bottom line and dollars and all that. Mm -hmm. But I know that that's, you know, not proper business sense that's just right. in my dream world what would have been done in my idea the the imagineers are top notch at what they do they can given those constraints do that yeah you know that basically come up with these great ideas that we never even would have thought of before to make everything fresh without you know making those changes that shouldn't have been made so well, there you go but, you know, at the end of the day, it's all subjective. and That's right. <laughs> <laughs> everyone views things differently. Uh, and we certainly don't make the decisions. So Right. Now, I will say, um, I, I mentioned before that I was going to come back to that um, the universe of energy thing that you oh, had yes. talked about. I was going to basically add one more thing as basically a change that's coming that hasn't happened yet. And, you know, essentially that's one of them, the universe of energy to the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. You know, as you said before, we haven't seen that yet, so we have no idea if that's good or if that's bad. And so we have to reserve judgment. Mm -hmm. But I was also going to add to that the Tron light cycle run. Um, Because, like, the whole idea of, hey, we've got this great coaster in Tomorrowland, in this section of the park, let's add another one right next door to it with a completely different theme. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we discussed and, that before. Too. Yeah, and who knows <laughs> what the uh, what Tomorrowland will look like when that comes? Mm-hmm. If it will, if it will all match thematically or not, yeah. or are th- or are they just basically taking an attraction that was popular in one place, Shanghai, and saying, hey, we can build that here too. I think, I I don't think it's going to be a bad decision because I think people are going to love it. And I think they're going to just say, eh, who cares about theming? Yeah, and I I think (laughs) I'm excited for the attraction. I want to ride it. Um, Do I think it fits there? Maybe not. But I have to reserve judgment until it actually opens and I I see what it looks like. Agreed. Okay, well, that wraps up our picks for the most 
terrible decisions or whatever <laughs> we were calling it <laughs> um, in Walt Disney World specifically. So if you agree or disagree, let us know. We want to know what your picks are. Yeah. And now that we've reached the end of this episode, this is week two for us doing our new segment of Disney trivia. <gasps> oh, that's right. So do you have a little trivia? Well, well I have to answer, have to answer last week's before. trivia. Yeah. I had basically uh, asked you all, what was the, f um, we were talking a little bit about the attractions that were brought to Disneyland from the 64, 65 New York World's Fair, and including with that the Omnimover. And I had asked, what was the first um, usage of that technology in the parks? And what were the, um, the vehicles appropriately called? And uh, a lot of people said Haunted Mansion. But there was one before that, and that was, of course, the adventure or adventures through inner space. Sorry, adventure <laughs> through inner space. I'm always a stickler you with are. that, and so the fact that I said that, yikes! Adventure through inner space, and the through, of course, is T H R U, not the other way. Right. Adventure <laughs> through inner space with the atomobiles, because you are essentially injected into the magnification yes a water molecule and go all the way down to the atom level yeah before you are brought back because you might go on shrinking forever oh my forever forever well that was a good so, one yeah what's your uh, new one for this week oh yes well this is kind of an oldie but goodie and um okay i'll go along with this so, <laughs> it's a fun one if you go along with it. Okay. Basically, the first four iterations of the Haunted Mansion mm. um, found around the world ah. could all be found in different lands. Yes. What lands were they all, uh, are they all in? Basically that. And I would even add to that, you know, because the one in uh, Paris is the Phantom Manor. Um, but I would even add to that the um, the one, Manor? yeah, Mystic Manor in Hong Kong Disneyland because that's essentially their haunted mansion-ish attraction. And so you could even say that there are five um, haunted mansion slash Phantom Manor slash Mystic Manors <laughs> around the world. And they're all in five different lands. What lands are those? No Googling. Right. Send us in your, your answers. I always just found that fun. Uh, just the, wow, they're all different. Because usually if you find a, an attraction that's in the same, uh, in the same, you know, Magic Kingdom Park around the world, like I remember there are five Space Mountains, but they're all in Tomorrowland with the exception of um, the one Paris. at Paris, which is in Discoveryland. Mm. Uh, I just but thought of a thing where how people can, if you don't want to comment with your answers, they could email me. Oh, yeah. At Zanna, Z-A-N-N-A, at Zanaland.com, if you have an answer. And we'll we'll pick a winner if anyone gets it right. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that on the next show. Yeah. So thanks, as always, for listening and watching, if you're watching. Thanks for joining us. Up the waterfall. Don't forget our live show, Monday, <laughs> August 3rd. Tell Woo! your friends. Show up on Facebook. Yeah, that'll be fun. It will. I'm excited for that. <laughs> we'll talk about whatever's on our mind yeah. or whatever you bring up to us. It'll be fun. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. Bye now.